Two brothers when united form the Star Wars Majors with the power to review Star Wars movies and basically say anything that comes to their mind. Fighting the powers of the dark side with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli Hollingsworth. Hello everyone, I'm Eli Hollingsworth and I'm joined by my brother and co-host, Jake Hollingsworth. And hello everybody, every... Uh, no, I'm not gonna try and name you guys, because we're not the Marvel major. Because this isn't the Marvel season. I would call you guys true leavers, but since... But anyway, hello everybody. And also, we are back on a Saturday. And also, sadly, there is... Well, actually no, there is a little bit of news. This isn't huge. But it's got people buzzing, like bees, buzzing, 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 buzzing. But um, the thing that's been floating around is that Tom Holland just recently posted on his Instagram a picture of him on the set for Spider-Man 3 wearing the Spider-Man Far From Home suit, the red and black suit, and it says, wear a mask, I'm wearing two. Which is actually, which is actually pretty funny. He's wearing a mask over the mask he's already wearing. And if, if you look at that, if you go look at that picture, you'll see that there's like a blue screen in the background. And so yeah, he's obviously on he's all he's obviously on set filming Spider-Man 3, but there, there's not gonna be very many set photos because this, this they're locking it down because they don't want anything getting out about Spider-Man 3. They want it's basically another endgame but with Spider-Man it's basically endgame but with Spider-Man 3. They're keeping secret they're keeping it secret, making sure nothing gets out. Mm. Uh, but and also but it is confirmed that we will be getting our first look at Spider-Man 3 sometime in December, so not too much longer of a wait. Um, and also, people are getting early review copies of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, that's and right! The reviews are pretty positive, because we are only, let's see, um, like, so we have today, like five Sunday. days away. Yeah, so, okay, so we have to wait, let's, let's count. Sunday, so Monday. Sunday, no, Sunday, Monday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday. Thursday. Five days, yeah. Yeah, we're five days away from the release of this game. I'm super excited because everything we've seen just gets me more and more hyped for the possibilities. Especially since yeah. you just got even more hyped because of the Into the Spider-Verse suit. Yeah, which oh, we've seen all the other suits in the game, like every single suit that's in the game. And they're fine, but I'm just like... A lot of them are original designs because... my The only ones that I like are the classic suit, Into the Spider-Verse suit, animated suit. Um, and maybe the 2099 suit. Oh, really? Maybe, yeah. They had to come up with a lot of original designs because yeah. Miles doesn't have that many designs in the comics. Yeah, every other design, I'm just like, yeah. Okay. What about the 2020 suit? I know a lot of people love that suit. Really? Yeah. I don't really care for it. Yeah, I don't really care for it either. But yeah, I'm super excited for this game. It just looks amazing. And we got to see the first 22 minutes of the game. We actually got to oh. see... The full Rhino boss fight, not stuff cut out. Actually, he's not wearing his classic red and black suit in that part. That, yeah, he's wearing a now. makeshift homemade suit. Yeah, which is just a spider, a spy, a extra Spider-Man suit with like a jacket over it. So yeah, and also they revealed the two other suits for the Spider-Man PS5 remaster. And, and 
They're no, not very no, good. Yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> there's it's basically just like um what Sonic did for the DLC. There's one there's one really good suit, the Amazing Spider-Man one suit. There's an a mediocre suit which is the um armored the uh, armored. the armored advanced suit, and then the the one that I just actively don't like is the armored arachnid. Yeah. Mainly just because I don't like anime. And that's what that that's what that suit is referencing. So that's referencing something from that Japanese yeah. Spider-Man live-action show. Yeah, I'm just like. And I really was hoping for this Hasm Two suit. Honestly, I know I despise that movie, but that suit was awesome. That suit was just perfect. But I was yeah. really hoping for it to be in this game, but no. And when they said three amazing new suits, yeah, one of them's amazing. The other two are okay. And yeah. also. People have noticed that the armored advanced suit, which we technically already got that with the anti-ox suit, but people have pointed out with the with the uh, armored advanced suit that we technically that um it's it's a lot similar to the track suit that Miles has in Spider-Man Miles Morales, and people are saying it's very similar to the um, PS5 color code of white and black. So basically, people are saying that it's basically just them celebrating the PS5's release by both of them wearing black and white, which I can totally see that. Yeah. They basically just made suits to celebrate the PS5. Does that mean that Spider-Man and Miles are PS5 lovers? Well, PS, well, PlayStation lovers, I should say. Yeah. Well, obviously, because they're both exclusive to PlayStation. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just not a fan of these suits. Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man One suit is probably the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man One suit is gonna be out of the PS5 remasters. The Amazing Spider-Man One suit is gonna be the only one that I wear out of those three new suits. Yeah, me too. Overall, I was disappointed with those two new suits. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, what are they gonna be? It's just like, mm. I was hoping for the Tasman Two suit, and I know Eli was hoping for a Peter Parker suit. Oh yeah, I think that, I was like, whoa, wouldn't it be cool if they did a Peter Parker suit? But yeah, I was saying I wanted that too, but nope. So overall, I was just. Um, um, this isn't gonna hurt my expectations for the PS5 remaster. It's just I was a little let- it's just I'm a little let down because of that. Mm. Obviously, I'm still gonna play the remaster, but still, yeah. But anyway, moving on, what's- what is our main topic today, Monsieur? Um, our main- oh yeah, our main topic is the Greatest Showman. Which is very- which is very random. Yeah, but, um... We can think about again. it, Greatest Showman and Star Wars do not- British showmen in Star Wars do not go together. Neither does Sonic the Hedgehog in Star Wars. Well, that's true. Well, in a way, British showmen in Star Wars go together because they were bo- they were both owned sort of by 20th Century Fox. Yeah, so it goes more together with it than than Sonic the Hedgehog does. Okay, but anyway, on to the Greatest Showman, which yeah. um yes, Wolverine this... and Troy Bolton star in an animated musical. No, it's not. Animated. It's not animated. It's it live action. It's pretty the the um. Actors are pretty animated, not like cartoons, but they're like, you know, very expressive. Oh yeah, definitely. You could use animated in that sense. <laughs> but I like how you said it, Wolverine and Troy Bolton star in a, mu- in a musical. Yeah, well they <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's kind of true. Troy Bolton g- goes back to his roots of musicals and Wolverine tries something new. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Wolverine's just trying, to, just trying something new. Uh, well, that's just because I think this movie came out after Logan, so Hugh Jackman had already ended his run as Wolverine. Yeah. And so he now he was then he was moving on to a musical. Now he's just like, mm, I'm done with Wolverine. I'm gonna try something different now. Yeah. And um, apparently the critics did not like the. I know what is wrong with these. What, what is wrong with those critics? Those critics need to get their brains checked. Critics were like the songs are bland and forgettable and like. 
Uh, excuse me. This is me. I've heard about 10,000 times. Yeah. That is definitely not forgettable. I'm I'm annoyed with how much people are just like, this is me. I've heard a lot. Look I've, out, cause she, I'm not gonna I mean, sing the songs. I, if I had to pick a song that would be forgettable, I think it would probably, it would, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't honestly no. I can't think of a song that would, that would be forgettable. Mm, I yeah, I can't think of one. Or at least I can't remember one. Yeah. It'd probably be the one. No. No, wait a second. Which one? Which, hmm. Yeah. See, I can't think of one. I think. I think if I no, if I had to pick one, I I if I had to okay. Sorry. If I had to pick <laughs> one song that would be forgettable, it's probably the one that um, Wolverine's wife sings. Oh, I love that song. I know it's a good song, but I'm just saying I don't hear yeah, it very often. That would actually often. cross into my mind of thinking of forgetful songs, but um, <laughs> it's I love that song. I like that. It's one. a good song. I'm not saying it's bad. I would I wouldn't I would never say any of the songs are bad, but I would say that out of all of them, that one is the one I hear the least. Yeah. All the other ones I've heard more of. So I would. I've really say, only heard "This Is Me" about ten billion times. I think this is me is the most popular out of all of them. Which why isn't the why isn't this is the greatest show of the pop, most popular one? Because that's the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is me. I'm like, uh, okay. Is it a movie called This Is Me? Like, like th okay. seriously, the, how much I've heard this is me. Like, it makes me annoyed with the song. Like, I'm like, okay, it's a good song. Why is everybody so obsessed with it? I, I, just, I, get it. I don't know. I think this. I think this is the greatest show. Is the best song. What? No, I think um, no. Come alive. The, no, come alive is my favorite. Come alive is really? awesome. Yes. I really like the other side. That's more type. That's more my type of. Uh, Which one's the other side again? I forgot. The one we're in the bar and they're passing the. Oh, that's a good together. song too. I love that one. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I was saying, the, I forgot the name of the one that the wife sang, but still, even though that one's good, I would probably say that's the one that is probably forgettable. And I hear, I don't hear that one very much. Yeah. All the other ones I've heard at least once. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard any songs besides this. But uh, enough about the music itself. I mean, it is no, a musical. No, we so. should talk about. No, we should keep. So it is the main attraction. Yeah, obviously, because this is musical. Now, okay, honestly, some people might not like me, like me for this, but I'm not too big. I'm not too crazy for the one that young Wolverine sings before he matures into a man. <gasps> a million I'm dreams. I'm sorry. Oh, that's what that's what it's called. Man, I, I can't remember you these. You don't like a million dreams. I can't remember these names. Okay, it's not a bad million dreams. It's not a bad song. It's just, I don't go crazy for it like most other people do. That's that's where I stand on that one. I would never say, I would never say, like I said, I would never say any of these songs are bad. Never in a million years. Yeah, neither would I. But it's just, some of them rank lower on me, yeah. on my list, than, than some of the other ones do. Some of them rank, some rank higher than others. That's all I'm going to say. I also really like, from now on. Oh, that's, that's the same song when they were singing in the ball. In the, in the bar. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, so, um, yeah. But also, of course, I wouldn't know. Yeah, that know. one, when he's running after the train and it looks yeah. super fake that he's singing at the top of his lungs and he's running. Yeah, yeah that one. He being tired, though. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> and then there's like that really kind of not that good color corrected CG. Okay, honestly, I thought the story was a little, I thought the story was a little, um, weak if you will you think it was weak that, nah, no um, it's a powerful story about diversity and and, and um equal okay not that no. but still some parts are kind of some parts of it i would say are kind of boring though 
Yeah, I can see that. I get bored where someone. Where well, again, the story's not the main attraction. It's the music yeah, that's the main. Attraction. Exactly. There's some. I mean, the story's good. If like, because like that's exactly that's how it should be. We shouldn't need. We should. We need to treat people equally. That's. I'm not saying that part's bad. I just get bored at some of the parts where it's just them talking about certain about specific stuff. That stuff kind of is where I get bored. Now mm. I go night night. I'm just kidding. I don't get. I don't, I never fall asleep during movies. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Even if I like the movie, I fall asleep. Yeah, you felt, you've fallen asleep in Lord of the Rings many times. Yeah, I can't stay awake during Lord of the Rings. I missed one of my favorite parts, and I'm so annoyed. When we watched The Hobbit, I, I almost fell asleep. <gasps> I know, it's sad. How dare you? But I managed to stay awake. I'm like, no, I will not go to sleep. Because if you guys don't know, I, I've never fallen asleep during a movie. Eli has. Yeah. But enough about, about, but enough about going... Why do we keep getting off topic? These past We're not episodes. getting off topic. We're just talking about sleep for like five seconds. We talked about sleep on our first on our first Star Wars episode, but moving on from that. Hey, it sounded like the Joker. We're just talking about sleep for like five seconds. No, no wait, that sounds like more like Liam Neeson on helium. We're talking about sleep for five minutes. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, moving on from sleep and helium and Liam Neeson. But yeah, like like you were saying, yeah, the, the songs are the main attraction, but there's so much space. In between songs, I wouldn't say that. Well, yeah, there's like 15 minutes. Like, like I feel like there's a song every two seconds. No, I think there's a, I think there's a song every five every five minutes, probably. That's like no time. And also, um, what's that one called where Troy Bolton and MJ are singing together? What's um, that song called? um, uh, rewrite the stars. Rewrite the stars. That one's good. Uh, I like it. I don't. I don't go for the like that. Yeah, I wouldn't go for it like that either. But it's, it's too, still it's really like, good. Uh, it's too dramatic for me. Like, um, it's too you. dramatic for you. Yeah, I don't like it. It's How comes on too strong? Um, wow. Okay, you. I, don't know. I would never. Li- I'm never like super amazed with these songs because they're a little bit more modern. It's like trying. Yeah. To, it's like a Broadway musical, but it's more modernized. And there's like, it's, it's like a very modern musical. And I'm like, I like the old. Broadway, uh, like just, like Disney, you just, you just like Aladdin. You just like Aladdin. That's the, the only musical you like is Aladdin, isn't it? Well, because that's like Broadway musical at its best. Like the '90s Disney animation in the '90s, that was Broadway musicals at its best. It was like that's like quintessential Broadway. And then in this, we've got like these fat beats dropping and these like synths and there's uh, you know all this other stuff. Whereas it's like it's like. I don't consider it. I would never consider this a Broadway musical, and I don't think it's trying to be a Broadway musical. Well, I think we can both agree that this does not capture what P.T. Barnum actually did. Yeah, P.T. Barnum didn't break out in his song when he was doing these things. Yeah, it wasn't. It was, I wouldn't say this is. I don't think this was even. I don't think this was even close. I think P.T. Barnum was like a bad guy, wasn't he? No, I think I thought he was. I th- from what I heard, I thought he was. He was the one. I thought he was fighting against slavery. From what I heard. Well, but I don't know. Like, I think in all these in all these movies where they try to recreate a historical event of a real person, they always get it wrong. Have you noticed that? Well, of course they're not gonna do it like word for word because we don't actually know what happened. There's like a fantasized version of it. Well, that's true, and there's very few accuracy. But yeah, and of course, like yeah, like we were. It's like, like he's taking about the song. It's like it's like taking the story and making it like a fictional. It's like um non-fiction fiction 
kind of. Yeah. It's like, like what, like, it's like, you know, because it's a musical, so you can, it's way more, like, expressive and, um, like, kind of romanticized yeah. version of it. Well, and also, and also, again, back to the songs. This is kind of the, this is kind of the only thing that when, it, when the greatest showman comes into in the conversation, the only thing you can really talk about is the songs. But yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, like this is me. I don't know. I kind of agree. I would I would never say this is me as bad, but I don't know if I I don't know if I'd say it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it's not like so great as everyone says it is. Yeah. Again, I don't, I don't like the modern stuff as much, and I like I like the old, you know, kind of classic Broadway, and this is not classic Broadway. Cough, cough, so. Aladdin, cough, cough. Yeah, exactly. Well, if Aladdin's my favorite movie ever, then of course I'm gonna love the the music. Again, well, with Aladdin too, the music's the main attraction, so uh, or one of the main attractions. Robin Williams is also the main yeah. attraction. Yeah. Um, but the mu- if you don't love the music in Aladdin, then you, you might as well just not like the movie because music is one of the main points and then um what's so the, what's, i like that another song. like that type of broadway like the disney animated 90s broadway style where it's just you know like it's very it's just very classic it just it's just like that and um and this is not this is like that but then the, you know, you've got these fat beat again fat beats and synths and electronics I just, I just don't like that. There was another song that I wanted to talk about. Um, okay, oh no, Come Alive, I think. Like I said earlier, Come Alive is, is like the best song in this whole movie. I know some people will just be like, what about This Is Me? No, Come Alive is better. That's, what, that's my argument to, that's my rebuttal to everybody who says that. I think that Come Alive is like, I think that Come Alive is the most underrated song out of all of these. I feel like no one ever talked about, I feel like no one ever really talked about that one that much. Okay, but why do you think it's so good? Is it so good? Obviously. You think it's so good because it's so good? It has Wolverine singing the song, Eli. Mike, drop. That's hardly a reason. Um, Just because whoever's singing, that's like if you say, you say. I just like the, I just, I just like, I just, I don't really have a good reason for why I think it's the best. I just, I really like it a lot. And out of all of them, that's the one I listen to the most and maybe even the only one I listen to. But no, no, that one in greatest show and this is the greatest show are the ones I listen to the most. Yeah, out of all of them. Honestly, everyone's like, oh my goodness, this is me. It's like the best okay. thing ever. We need to talk about the actors themselves instead of just the songs. Yeah. We, sorry, we, we got swept away in the, in the songs, but that's just because that's what this movie was mainly made for, was to make really memorable songs. I and know, I think they favorite the bearded lady. Nah. Mm, uh, yeah. I can totally see that. Well, you, what would you care to elaborate on that, little bro, bro? Mm, I don't know. I mean, she's just like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, like you know, there's just this feeling that they kind of favored her a little bit. Have we touched on? Have we talked about our sensing of favoritism? I think we movies? did. I think I feel like it was in our Age of Ultron episode. I want to yeah. say. Jake and I can tell when filmmakers or you know TV shows makers or whatever. They, they really want to focus on one specific character because they love that character and they're going to focus on them and just like, you know, give them the spotlight even though they're supposed to be just this like random side character. Um, and what's, is there an example in Marvel? Um, hmm, I can't think of an example. Yeah, oh, no, there is an example. Wolverine in the, in the X-Men yeah, movies. Yeah, in the X-Men movies, yeah, Wolverine. Everyone, they, they favorite Wolverine so much. Not that that's a bad thing. So they, Wolverine's awesome. And so it just makes them, like, if so, if filmmakers favorite a character, then it makes them make a rational 
choices that don't make any sense within this context just because they love this character. Because that's basically just like you're taking all the other characters and putting them on the back burner. Or give them and a, putting yeah. the the, you know, the character that they act that character they want to focus on the most in the spotlight. Mm, but like, so then they'll do dumb things like uh, they're like making lame excuses for. She's like. Oh, but if you, if you go, like in Days of Future Past, if you go back in time, your brain will snap. And he's like, what if someone's brain can snap back as fast as it snapped apart? And I'm just like, oh yeah, of course they're gonna, of course they're gonna have Wolverine go back in time. Because it's his favorite Wolverine. But not, not that that's a bad thing. Wolverine's amazing. Don't get us wrong. Yeah, Wolverine's a, awesome. Yeah, he's a great character, but still. I love Wolverine. In the X-Men you know movies, it's like, you don't need to focus on him that much. Like, Wolverine's like my second favorite X-Man, second only to Gambit, but that's just for me. Yeah, Eli, we really like Wolverine, we just say, in the movies, he just, and in the movies, they just, in the Fox X-Men movies, they just favor him. But anyway, back to, back to the bearded lady, I think they do favor the bearded lady. Just I can see that. Bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily agree, but I can totally see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, so... But speaking of Wolverine, I thought that Hugh Jackman did a phenomenal job doing P.T. Barnum, even though it wasn't even close. He did a really good job with what he was given. Oh, you know exactly how it was like. No, but I've heard that it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't accurate to what oh, actually happened. Oh, really? I, I don't exactly know what the real P.T. Barnum actually did, but I know for starters he did not break out and sing songs. Uh, yeah. That's no one I breaks said, that's out. That's why I said it's a fantastical. No one breaks out and sings songs. You don't see people walking down the street going, Oh yeah, just breaking out in the songs. Mm, I break out into songs. Oh yeah, I know you do. It's mostly yeah. Aladdin songs that you break out into. Mm -hmm. Mostly subconsciously, actually. You don't even mean to? Sometimes, yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, I should have expected that. But yeah, Hugh Jackman, I thought, did a really good job. If they had cast somebody, well, mm, no. I probably would have, I don't know if I would, I would probably still like it as much. If Hugh Jackman wasn't in it, <laughs> but but mainly it's because of Hugh. For me, it's because of the songs and Hugh Jackman that I like the movie. Well, mainly, well, more of the more of the songs than Hugh Jackman, but still, Hugh Jackman's the best. Why are you having? I feel like we should, I feel like I should have more to say on Greatest Showman, but there's not really much else to say other than the songs are great and what else? Story, I think the stories are the stories. I think the songs are good. The stories good yeah the story is good that's characters are good this, that's where this I movies see. overall just good it's no, great I think, I, I, think it's, no, it's, I think it's pretty good yeah yeah it's great um it's kind of a chore for me to go and watch it why like it's kind of like hard to get me motivated like oh we're gonna watch greatest showman yeah let's just watch it but when i watch it i'm like oh yeah this is pretty good and so overall i'd give it an a yeah i'd probably get, i'd probably get an a, an a too Probably an A. When I say A plus, yes, give an A plus. Give it an A, A, A or an A minus for me. Oh, really? Yes. I probably just give. I probably give it an A plus. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. No, Make no, sure to like, no. Comment and subscribe. That's and enough. We'll see you guys it, next time. Peace out, Panthers. Nope, that's a lie. Do not listen to him. You guys know what it's actually time for, right? Yes. The sponsorship. All right, we're back, and we're here to talk about. The Empire Strikes Back, as you can see by the title. And that's probably the reason why half of you actually started listening to this episode and you're like, why are you talking about the Reddish Helmet? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. If you're new, we were. If you're new, dumb dumb, then we um, have a main topic where we talk about either something random or we rank top five, whatever, blah, blah, or we talk about a movie that we've seen and we want to share our opinions on. That we won't, we won't like make its own episode because it's too short of a series or doesn't have a series like Greatest Showman or Sonic. So that's just how we do things on this podcast. Get used to it, son. <laughs> so. Um, that's how we do things. Yeah, this is this is the Empire Strikes Back now. All of you who probably clicked on to you like clickbait. It wasn't clickbait. We're here, and I feel like I'm saying. I feel like I keep saying we're going to talk about Empire Strikes Back, and then I don't for something else. Well, then give us our behind the scenes nugget then. Oh yes, our behind the scenes nugget is that Triple Um, it's that. In that, in that infamous scene where Han is about to be frozen in carbonite. Oh, um, I know this. And Leia says, I love you. And he says, I know. That was not what originally was supposed to happen. Originally, in the script, it was, she was supposed to say, I love you. And then Han says, I love you too. And then he, he said it, they did it. And then I, the director, Ivan Kirshner, walks up and he says, no, no, I'm not feeling it. And he tried it again, you know, love you too. He didn't, he didn't, he just wasn't feeling it. He just like, all right, well, well, let's try it again and just, just say the first thing that pops into your head. Head, it pops into your head. And, um, camera's rolling. She goes, I love you. And he says, I know. And then Ivan Kershaw goes, cut, cut. That was great, Harrison. Perfect. And that's what ended up being in the movie. I thought that it was because he said, um, Harry, you say the line. Harrison, you say whatever you want. No, he just said, he said, say the first thing that pops into your head. Oh, I th- well, from what you told me before, you said it was because you said, he said, you said that Ivan Kirshner told Harrison Ford that he could say whatever he wanted. Yeah, he's, it's the same thing. You just said, say the first thing that pops into your head. <laughs> and the first thing that popped into his head was, I know. Mm-hmm. And, also, and now that's on a billion t-shirts that I see all the and, time. And also, if you guys don't know, we've joked, we've joked about getting Eli one of those shirts that says, I know. Because he because he says I know all the time. Or, yeah, well I did. I still well, kind of do because I do know. And it because well, we were in the store, and then you guys were like, "Oh yeah, we like we should get you this shirt because it says I know, and you say that all the time." And then you looked right next to it, and it says "I love you" with Princess Leia, and you guys were like, "No, oh, that's what's for." Never mind. No, actually, there's this, there's two separate shirts for that. There there there's two separate. Oh oh yeah, it's you. That's what mean. I was saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, we should get on to. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, the actual movie itself, which, as I mentioned before, um, I I, I don't don't think it's as great, like, I don't think it's, like, awesome, top-notch as everyone um, says it is. I think it's really good. It's in my top three, though. I think it's it's really good, because it's original trilogy Star Wars, like, quintessential Star Wars. Yeah, and notice how Mimi's top three favorite Star Wars movies were all original trilogy, Mm, because the original trilogy is the best. Yeah, exactly. Young, youngin, and um, yeah, this one I don't, I don't think it's as great as everyone says it is. And I literally my only complaint with it is that like I just I just feel disoriented how we have because they wanted to go deeper and delve deeper into the the characters and give them you know bigger arcs and just explore them more. And so they split them up so then they could focus on each character more. And so. Han, Leia, Chewbacca, R2-D2-C-3PO are off on this other adventure, and Luke's on, you know, learning the ways of the Force Wait, no, on Dagobah. Wait, no, didn't go with Han Solo, everybody. He went with Luke. Well, then, oh, yeah, that's right. Because I was thinking if he ended up with them at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's what I was thinking of. And, yeah, they're all they're all over there. And then Luke is, um, 
on Dagobah and, you know, the learning noise of the Force. And so, because they're split up, and, like, one of the best parts of Episode 4 was that group dynamic of, you know, everyone kind of playing off of each other and their banter and stuff, and just the atmosphere was so great. And then now this one, they're all split up. I just feel a little disoriented. I'm like, uh, I understand why they did it, and I'm completely, I'm, yeah. I, I'm completely for that, but it's just not my favorite. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And that's why I feel bad about ranking it number three yeah. on my list. But that's just where it ranks for me. Yeah, sorry. So sorry, everyone who are diehard Empire lovers. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. That's just where it falls. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you know, ugh, it's so deep. I feel like, you know, I need to go and meditate on this stuff because I'm like, oh, like my, my brain. Like, if you just really sink into the movie and just really focus on it, then I'll just be like... But I will say like, that oh. it does it does a great job of ending on a dark, on a darker note. Yeah, it's well, dark. dark. No, there's still, like, we're gonna go and find Han. So not really a dark note. Literally, the only thing that would be sad... Like, everyone's like, oh, it ends on a dark note. It's so dark and grim. It's like, the only thing that's missing is Han. And they literally say, we're gonna go find him. So... Well, I wouldn't exactly. Call you know, it's because Harrison Ford didn't want to, didn't want, kind of want, because Harrison Ford wanted to die in one of those, in one of those movies, in the movies. He he could have just easily walked out there. Mm. Yeah, because because like if you guys don't know, you guys told me this that um, after A New Hope, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher signed on for two more movies, and Harrison Ford did not. But yeah, he still made Empire Strikes Back and Jedi. I told you that. Yeah. And he said that um, he wanted to die because in Harrison Ford's own words, he said, he's got no mama, he's got no papa, he's got no future. Yeah, he said, he just, he he said, and then he said this later for something for episode nine. He said, it's, he, it's not that he just like wanted Han Solo to die. He just thought that he needed to be the one to make the sacrifice for the group. And he thought it would be a nice emotional ending. Oh, but nobody listened to him. And then, <laughs> nobody listened to him. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I think this would be good. We know we need a emotional ending. We should have Han Solo well, die. Like, yeah, well, yeah, sure. Okay, guys, let's keep him alive. We're gonna do this for the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, well, then again, the actors don't usually get a say in what happens to their characters. They're just supposed to do what they're told. Yeah, exactly. And they but, can have their opinions, but they still have to. You know, you're getting paid to do this, so you can't really be like. I'm but not Harrison do Ford this. is like, I think he's like the only one who like really pushed for his character to die because in force awakens when he came back i think he maybe agreed that he's because originally in force awakens if you guys didn't know um leia and han were supposed to have a happy ending in the original version of force awakens but harrison ford said he would only do it if his if he would die if he would die in that movie so then they decided to do that mm. but but that's just but still yeah what surprises me is that harrison ford didn't sign on for Empire Strikes Back or for the Jedi, but he still did it anyway. So like, what? So like, what's the deal? Yeah, probably just you know wanted to do stuff. Probably they're paying. Well, then again, they were like you. I said they were paying him to do it. Yeah, so he probably. More money, more. And also, as you guys said when we were talking about Dave Batista in our Adventures in Finnemore episode, they they can they hired him and they can fire him. Yeah, but they can't fire Han Solo because he's just too good. They can fire Dave Batista because Dave Batista isn't as good as Drax. No offense, I'm sorry. Dave Batista isn't as good as Drax. I feel bad. But isn't as good at Drax, like you know, oh. as the character. What? 
he's hilarious as Drax. Uh, no, but we won't go into that. I've already made that very clear how I feel about Dave Bautista Drax. But um, still, yeah, but still, like Harrison Ford obviously is the best in this. He's he's great in any role that he's in, no matter no matter what he does. He's still great in anything that he's in. Mm, yeah. So can't get mad at him solo yeah i feel like and also i feel like luke skywalker kind of got shortened a little bit he still had a very big role but still he kind of got yeah. shortened a little bit he, he got shortened <laughs> his Shrunk. his like role yeah because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like role. <laughs> han got a little bit of a, han, i feel like um han and luke got a switch and the amount of like screen time yeah i know i was a little annoyed i'm like han solo is not the main character here it's not called the solo saga it's called the skywalker saga so can we focus on the skywalkers please like we get it yeah han solo everyone loves harris han solo is amazing he's my favorite star wars character yeah but that doesn't no yes i thought it was mace windu i said well actually no i I, actually no i've locked it down mace windu is my second favorite han solo is number one Han Solo is taken. Han Solo is taken in number one spot. But still, like, I'm just like, we don't need to focus on Han Solo that much. Like, he, Harrison Ford doesn't think he's an interesting character, therefore, I don't think he's an interesting character. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, Harrison Ford can have his opinions, and I can have my opinions, and we can disagree, and we can fight, and we can But still, argue. Luke, but you still, still can say, Luke is still the hero. Luke is still the mm-hmm. hero, but Han is, like, given a bigger part, though. Like, see, there's that favoritism thing. I feel like Ivan Kershner was like, Huh, Han Solo seems like a pretty interesting character. Let's go with him. I'm like, yeah, we don't need this much time to focus on Han Solo. Like, you know, get it. Yeah, I get it. You can have the romance between him and Princess Leia and Leia. But you don't need to, like, 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 I want more Luke. And then I don't like Yoda as much in this movie. He's Yoda like, goes a little crazy. He's a little too crazy in the beginning. He's like, let me eat your food. Yes. And then like, he, eventually he goes back to his old sane ways. Yeah, kind of. But he's, I think he's kind of mean in this movie. Like he's like, well, you're going to save your friends. You must stay here. Well, that's what Jedi Masters are supposed to do. Instruct you on what to do and what yeah, not Yeah, but he wasn't do. really that nice about it. He couldn't be a little, yeah, but you could be a little nicer about it. You know, like, <laughs> oh yeah. And also, I thought Leia, I thought Leia was a little was I thought Leia was better in this movie because I feel like in the first one she was a lot more sassy. In this one, she was she wasn't really she wasn't really that sassy. She was a little more like strict. And I thought that I, was, I thought it was. A I like this one better. better, not for that reason, but because in the first one she was just more of a damsel in distress, and that's all she was. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of. But true. in this one, she has like more of a established character, and like yeah. Like in the in the um in 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 a new I can't even talk in a new hope George, it seemed like George Lucas was like I want to part since it's a modern fairy tale let me put a twist on the damsel in distress the princess being rescued from the tower instead she's a sassy feisty little gal and then in this one she um she has more of an established character like you know she's she's still sassy her sass level is still pretty high. But, but, you know, she, she has other things to focus on. She has to run this rebellion, so she's kind of like, you know, there's just a little bit more, like, a, another dimension to her. Yeah. So I think they kind of improved upon Leia there. Chewie, I thought, has some nice, has some nice little moments, because, like, he gets Is to fix c Is supposed to have a mustache? It looks like he has a mustache. Like, that little thing above his mouth. Yeah. I, I like, Is that a mustache? I think it's supposed to be a mustache. It could be. But still, Chewie's awesome. I love, I love Chewie. Yeah, Chewie's good. Again, he doesn't really do much, but he's good. He's a Wookiee. He doesn't do much. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like that line. It's fun. It's fun to use. Um, But still, like, he gets, like, fixed C-3PO, but... Okay, C-3PO is a little obnoxious at parts in this movie. 
I still do like really yeah. like Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be kind of like point, a humor. He's obnoxious. Um, yeah, he's kind of like hey, hey, hey. I'm like okay, calm down, boys. Like he, he, I think that's how he's supposed to be though. Like he's supposed to be a little bit like you know getting on your nerves. Like he's supposed to be like that annoying character. Yeah. The odds of surviving an asteroid field are. Now, and I was telling him like be quiet. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> well, then again, that's understandable. Because because um, he's just kind of talking away, chat, chat, chat. And also, RT2 gets some really, also, RT2 gets really, gets some really nice moments in this movie, because I love RT2. Yeah, I think R2-D2 does get some good moments. In yeah, and of course, we also have Lando Calrissian being introduced. <laughs> I like Lando Calrissian. Yeah, Lando's, Lando, I used to not like Lando. Lando Calrissian, I can't pronounce my I word. used to not like Lando, by the way. Ugh. I know, but now I do like him. Well, I can, I can, think, I tend to go back and forth. I'm like, do I? Yeah, I like him. No, I don't like him. I go back and forth, but I think I, I, as of right now, I like him. But still, ah, uh, you old swagger. He doesn't say swagger. <laughs> You're a swagger. <laughs> I just picture Hansel. That's, that's too twenty first century. Like, um, uh, deal with it. Sunglasses on. <laughs> you old swagger. Um, that's not what he says. And you then old, of you old swindler. And then we have Darth Vader. Um, who yeah, Darth Vader is just as good in this one as he is in the last yeah, one. Yeah, I thought that he this? changes buttons. I don't know. Did he? No, this is not the movie where he changes buttons. Is it? No, it's not. It's in the next one. For some reason, it turns from blue to green. Really? Yeah. That's odd. But then, like, Darth Vader, um, he he chokes a lot of people in this movie. <laughs> I don't know. It's like he... Are like rated PG-13 for intense sequences of choking. I, no, it's rated PG... I don't, I don't see how that's this got PG rating. All the original trilogy has a PG rating, which I'm shocked by. Yeah, I think, again, this was the time when they didn't have PG-13, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Otherwise, it would probably be PG-13. But still, like, Darth Vader, he, like, chokes a bunch of people. So, like... Are we to believe that there should that the imperial officers are just interchangeable? Because like he chokes like three, and then they just like and then like whoever's next in line, he's just like you're in charge now because that guy messed up. Yeah, well, Darth Vader just has a bit of a temper, you know. He always had since he was little Annie. He just <laughs> has a bit of a temper. Yeah, little little Annie. You just you just can't get mad at Darth Vader. I'm not getting mad at Darth Vader. I'm just He's pointing out how character. he chokes a bunch of people. In this yeah, movie. that is a little odd. Just like in the Mandalorian, how there's like excessive napping scenes. Yeah, that was a little. That was a little odd. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> I just thought it was really funny how one how in the first one they just cut to black. Just I was just like, what? Even when you watch it, I was just like, what? But then, um, yeah, and of course, it's like all about survival. You have to survive from the from the imposing from the imposing government. Sound familiar? Cough, cough. Last Jedi, cough, cough. Mm, yeah. But yeah, because last because last Jedi just copied. That was the movie. weirdest laugh I've ever laughed. But we'll get. <laughs> but we'll get there when we get there because we're getting close to Last Jedi, you guys. It's coming. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So this coming Wednesday is Return of the Jedi. Next sat next Saturday is Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. And then after that, and then the Wednesday after Force Awakens is yeah, Last Jedi. So two weeks, oh. or no, a week from Wednesday, yeah. A week from Wednesday will be at Last Jedi. So guys, mark your calendars, because we're going to have some fun with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, also notice how I said we're going to have some fun with that movie. But but anyway, back to the actual good movie, Empire Strikes Back. Um, but yeah, I, I do like this movie. I can't say it's the best Star Wars movie ever. But I do really like it a lot. Yeah. It is. I really do like it. I think it's really cool. 
It is a really good movie, and also the special effects I thought were really good. Although I could yeah, tell they were, lot, they were a lot better than they, you can tell that they had like more technology and they were able to do more. Although at some points I could tell that it was stop motion though. Mm. Like there were some like shots that looks like it looks very stop motiony. Yeah, like some shots kind of look like the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer movie at some points. Cause like that was stop motion. I could tell at some points like stop motion. Like specifically, specifically the Bantha, the not the Bantha, the Tauntaun that Han had that froze and died. I could tell that that was stop motion. Yeah. Well, when he when he was like on it, and when he when he like had shots of him, it was like operated by puppeteers. Like they had like little sticks and they were just moving the head around. But when it yeah. was like when it showed it running, then that was stop motion. Yeah, and then like when it falls over, that was stop motion. Also, the walkers were stop motion. I could tell. I wasn't too sure about the ships though. Also, how do they do the ships again? I forgot. They'll, like, have it on a little stand, and then they'll put it in front of a, a blue screen, and then they'll just, like, move the camera. Oh, okay. So the ships were not stop motion. No. Okay, so, but the walkers were, yeah. And the, okay, so just clearing that up. And then, like, yeah, the Rebellion loses in this movie. Yeah. Everybody loses in, in this one at least once. The Rebellion loses, Luke loses, um, Han, Leia, Chewie lose. Well, Han gets captured. <laughs> But yeah, but that's still losing. Han still loses if he gets captured. Han lost his life. <laughs> that, was actually, that was actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, I don't. I think I, I feel like um, this one I should have more to say, but I don't. Oh wait, dude, we need to talk about that one thing behind the scenes fact you told me about what about the "I am your father" moment. Oh uh, yeah, the "I, I am your I father" already, moment. We haven't talked about. I thought that. I already said this on the podcast. No, it's you funny. haven't. Oh, oh, the the okay. So, um, actually for this scene, no, I think I said this before. That's why I didn't use it as my behind the scenes fact. If I haven't said it before, then I wouldn't use it. All right. Here's the, here it is, everyone. If we have um, said it before, we're sorry. Yeah. If you're like, yeah, you're saying that for far. I don't, I don't care. I'm saying it again. Um, for the, I am your father scene, Luke and, uh, or no, before, right before they shot the scene. No, wait. Okay. No, let me start over. <laughs> um, Luke or Mark Hamill and you know uh, they I forget the name who does who does the body movements for Darth Vader because that's not James Earl Jones. Yeah, they were given a fake script for that scene, and up to the, and right before they started shooting, Ivan Kirshner Ivan Kirshner pulled Mark Hamill over and kind of explained to him that he's going to say I am your father and Darth Vader is your father, and so and like, all right, let's go, and so immediately they put him on the set and started shooting with him like that, and so. Whoever was the body movements for Darth Vader was actually sh- saying things at Mark Hamill that were completely different. And Mark Hamill was reacting to that. He's like, no, that's impossible. The, the body guy for Darth Vader was like saying completely different things. And um, they just kind of voiced over James Earl Jones on that. And James Earl Jones read the script and he went, no, he's lying. He's got to be lying. Like, I just yeah. thought that was a little funny thing. He's like, he's, he's lying. Also, yeah, like, also about the I Am Your Father scene, which we have not talked about. Why haven't we? But, yeah, like, that's, like, one of the biggest twist reveals of all time. Just like, yeah. <laughs> like, the biggest, like, one of the biggest reveals of Hollywood history. Probably the first, like, twist reveal of Hollywood history. Yeah, it's just, history. like, the, the big bad guy is the hero's father. Yeah. And that's been parody many times. Yeah. <laughs> that has been parodied, like, so many times. Toy Story parodied that, because, like, Toy Story is just kind of, like, yeah. parodied Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and Toy Story so think about it, Toy Story 1 was was A New Hope, and then Toy Story 2 was Empire, was Empire Strikes Back, sort of, with, like, the I and Your Father moment. What did they do in Toy Story 1 that was A New Hope? Um, he crash lands on a planet, and he has to get back to, um, he has to find, he has to find a ship to take him back to 
he has, he has, wait, no. He's in Toy Story 1, as in, uh, what, it's compared to A New Hope, um, is like, it's basically comparing to Death Star. He's saying that the, that the evil inverter has constructed a battle station. Oh yeah, that's right. But we'll get to Toy Story. We'll but yeah, he's like the evil Emperor Zerg has this, has constructed a space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. <laughs> yes, but we'll get there when we get there. About yeah. Toy Story, by the way, yeah. which which is getting closer because how many Star Wars movies? Sadly, but um, also speaking of which, tw two weeks from today is when we do Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it'll be our last Star Wars episode. Man, we've gone through these fast. Yeah, I know. Well, that's one thing. Yeah, and that's just because the. That's just because there's only 13 theatrically released Star Wars films, and there are 23 MCU films as of this moment. But still, yeah. Yeah. So, so overall, I like this movie. Yeah, I yeah. can't say it's my favorite, even though it is very, very good. I respect it a lot. It's just, it's not, it's not my favorite. But I, yeah. should, I still think that New Hope is better. Mm, me too. But, but yeah, because that, that's just because New Hope is one of my favorite movies of all time. But still, yeah. Um, but but yeah, that's that's just where I stand on this one. So overall, I'd probably give an I'd definitely I give it a solid nine point five out of ten. Yeah, probably for me, yeah, an eight eight point five nine. Eight point five? Yeah, eight. Just a nine. little low. No, I give it a nine. Definitely a nine. A nine at the very least. I give it a nine point five. Definitely. Yeah. And then there you go, everyone. So there you go. That's our thoughts on Empire Strikes Back. You guys know the drill. Watch us on Hollywood Enterprises, JBH Studios, Hollywood Gaming, and uh, Minecraft Madness. Check all of those on YouTube. Feel free to go check those out. And and also, also keep listening to this podcast. And peace, peace out, out, bad fuzz. fuzz.